Hey, Hoagie's Garage. How we doing tonight, Tobe? I can't complain too much. Rain, but it didn't snow, so anytime it ain't snowing, I'm, I'm a happy man right now. Yeah, we had some good good thunder in here last night. Yeah, so. but that's all right. It is spring, you know, it is, Bill. What is it? April showers bring May flowers. What's the old saying? Yep, that's so the saying, Tobe. We should have plenty of flowers come May. <laughs> Between the snow melt and then the rain, we should be good to go. Yeah, you know, if if a guy was prepared, I probably would have had time to look this up before I, uh, you know, we're talking. But, uh, um, Jer, you know, just to bring a little controversy to our uh, a little podcast here. We don't like controversy much, though. Oh, that's right. So, so. I'm still going to bring it up. Uh-huh. Um, that shocks me. But anyways, <laughs> go ahead. What, what were those things that, um, about driving... Traction control? Yeah. I watched that video that my brother showed. It's a guy, like, Sprint Car Hub. Okay. If you haven't got, put in traction control and go Sprint Car Hub. And I think it's a guy from Australia that's talking about it. Um, I think that's his podcast, YouTube thing. And uh, that's that's pretty interesting stuff. It's a little chip they can put in the mag box. Yeah, there's three different ones. Yeah. And... Um, two are not legal in the United <laughs> States. None of them are, sorry, two of them are legal, I think, in the United States, but not in Australia. Don't, but, don't try to remember too much, bud. You'll get the wrong information out there. I'm sure I am already. But there's one that's like the size of a quarter that you can control with Bluetooth that goes right to the mag box and you like can't find that thing. And... That's the one, evidently, that is now like two thousand to eight thousand dollars just for that little, like, quarter-sized piece. But like, the crew chief could uh, change the settings on the traction control during the race. You know, the old PA. You know, yeah. we always heard stories that guys out in PA put depth finders by the racetrack to try and screw up those. Uh, uh, Traction control things. Did you ever hear that? No, I never heard that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't. So you're but thinking. I'm, I'm probably just feeding a bunch of crap. Best case scenario for everybody out there, go to whatever sprint, sprint car, car hub, hub traction control. Go there and listen to the information and in case forget Bud's got every, it wrong. Yeah, forget everything I said. <laughs> but, I yeah, it's interesting stuff. What's legal, what's not legal, and I don't know. I just don't know if sprint cars <laughs> should be doing that. I don't know. <laughs> But anyways, we hey, have somebody on the podcast tonight besides you and me. We got Dan on tonight. Dan yep. Kareeb, Kreb, something. We'll ask him. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but he has a great YouTube, Forged in Dirt. Yep, he runs that's a, the That's the big thing, I, you know. And he runs sprint cars. I'm sure so. Dan's had his name screwed up a lot. So the big thing is Forged in Dirt on YouTube. Yep. And then... Dan drives 3D, I believe, isn't it? I believe. Or, I looked it up he's right. He's in Jackson, uh, Cedar Lake a bunch, and then I think he's been at Houston's or he's coming, coming to Houston's this yeah. year. So we'll find all that out when we come back to him. Bud, when I talk about wrapping something, what do you think of? Uh, Christmas presents? Well, that's true, but that's not what I'm talking about here. See, every day you go to Octane Inc., it does kind of feel like Christmas. It's not the same kind of wrapping, but man, it's like getting a present every time you go there. These guys wrap everything. Snowmobiles, UTVs, golf carts, race cars, trailers. To be honest, if it moves, they can probably wrap it. 
You know what? It doesn't even have to move till they wrap my ping pong table into the Iowa Hawkeye football field, and it looks amazing. That is true. I guess they also do hoodies, T-shirts, and hats, and other sexeries. Bud, what the heck are you doing now? Well, you never know. Maybe Brett wants to pick up some other kind of wrapping. I don't think that's going to happen, but if you want to give him a call in T, South Dakota, it's Octane, Inc., 605-213-8343. Again, that's 605-213-8343. Hey, we're back at Ogie's Garage here, and we have Dan Greep on. How you doing, Grant? Dan. <laughs> oh, jeez. I got the last name right, and then I freaking screwed up the first name. How's it going tonight? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Hey, uh, let's just get started by telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, family. You know, are you single? Are you looking for a wife? What What do you all got going on? <laughs> well, uh, first and foremost, uh, I'm a sprint car driver. At least that's what I continue, you know, think to be the first and foremost thing in my life. Uh, I race 305s right now. Uh, I'm also uh, running a business called FID Media. Uh, it's a video production business. I shoot commercials and do stuff like that for businesses or motorsports teams or whatever it may be. Um, I do have a wonderful girlfriend. Her name is Katrina. She's also a big sprint car advocate. And, uh, she, you know, our family is big into sprint car racing as well. And, um, you know, racing being in my blood, my father is my crew chief for my sprint car team. And he, uh, you know, he raced modifieds his whole life. So if you, if you ask me, racing's in my blood. It's good always to have a girlfriend that likes racing when you're into racing. That makes things go a lot smoother. That's a big deal for us, you betcha. Yeah, that was kind of one of the things on the resume that not a lot of them could check off, and she did. So, you know, it's fantastic. So let's talk a little about your racing. Um, When did you start, and, and did you jump right into sprint cars, or did you start in something else, or give us a little bit of that? Sure, yeah. I, uh, well, I raced go-karts for like two years when I was a kid. Um, like like nine and ten, I think I was about that age when I was racing go karts, and then I took a long period of time off. I played football and baseball, and went to college to play football, and did a lot of other you know stick and ball sports. Um, and then around the 2020 period of time, I uh, got reintroduced back into the world of dirt racing, and me and my father just got sucked right back into it. Um, you know, he hadn't been to a dirt track for many years prior to uh, me and him going to Cedar Lake uh, to go watch the UMSS one night, and it was just. Uh, you know, pretty much like being back at home, the smell of the fuel burning and, you know, the dust in the air. It was just something that kind of drew me back to it. So we decided to buy a sprint car and at the uh, the end of 2020, leading into 2021. And then, you know, we, we, we got ourselves going there, um, racing this last year, uh, my rookie season, and uh, going into 2023 here. This will be my second year. So it'll be uh, it'll be an exciting year for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what... What are your plans this year? What, uh, you know, what do you all have laid out so far? Uh, I watched your video. You're kind of waiting for, well, a motor came in finally, but uh, what what do you all have plans? Well, uh, as of right now, yeah, we're waiting for our, our second motor to put in the, in the second car. That'll be the backup car, but as of right now, the main one is ready to go. It's all wrapped, and uh, we're pretty much just waiting for Mother Nature here to let us get some nice warm weather and dry some stuff out and have some warm days she teased us a little bit last week you know she gave us just a hint of what it could feel like here soon and obviously that uh kind of went away for us with a little bit of snowfall but this upcoming year uh, we're going to be doing as much racing as we possibly can running a uh solid schedule that right now has around 40 shows on it how many of those are we going to make it to that's always you know a good question in terms of 
funding and weather and everything else. But uh, as of right now, there's 40 on it. It includes uh, running around the upper Midwest here with the uh, uh, Minnesota Race Saver Series. Uh, they just announced that schedule in full. So we'll be racing Jackson and Arlington and Hussets, um, running around up by Ada and Fargo, and then down through the northern parts of Iowa. Um, we're also going to plan on hitting the Eagle Nationals this year. That's not something we did last year. Uh, we had a hectic first year of racing sprint cars last year in terms of damages. So we just decided to make sure that uh, we didn't put ourselves in any more danger with the rest of the season and, uh, you know, just decided to ride it out up here. So I'm excited to go down to Eagle and run the 305 National. That's always a big show. And then, uh, you know, we're going to see where else the, the wind takes us. Some UMSS shows at Ogilvy and Cedar Lake and, you know, maybe we'll see what happens from there. But uh, it's going to be a really fun, hectic year for us here. Definitely sounds like you're going to be busy. That's <laughs> oh, you sure. betcha. What? You betcha, yeah. Yeah. Where Where are you actually from, Dan? Uh, I am from Arlington, Minnesota originally. I then moved to Minnetonka, uh, and I, that's where I played football and did all that stuff up there. And right now I'm living in Rochester, Minnesota. That's where I'm based. I was working at State Farm here, and now obviously I've moved on to running my production company but uh yeah we've kind of been all over the, the minnesota area okay yeah because do you still have snow on the ground down in rochester we're good we're okay. good it's uh it's it, it's nice down here arlington it's it's pretty close to all the snow being gone i don't know what it's like out towards you guys but i'm hoping it's not you know not a lot of snow left no we we finally got rid of it i mean you, know, you can had... find it there's some being some groves and stuff yeah. yet in the shaded areas but... yeah but the 90-degree right. days definitely helped. <laughs> right, that, right, exactly. That was just kind of nuts. So so yeah. you, had, you said you had some troubles with the cars last year. Is that uh, some accidents, or what, what all happened last year that wasn't good? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had, a, we had our fair share of, uh, you know, incidents on the racing track, whether it be driver error or just getting caught up in messes. You know how it goes. Um, racing is a sport that is very humbling in that regard. You know, I had a, a big issue last year with like, I would spin out or whatever and be upset at myself. But like, that's, I, I watched, uh, Max Verstappen, the formula one champion spin by himself, uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I've watched Kyle Larson spin by himself. I've watched everybody on the planet spin by themselves, you know? So yeah. it was a big year of, you know, having to learn a lot about the actual sport itself um playing quarterback i you know mentally was able to you know kind of have that strength of being able to decide what was happening on the field and be able to handle my emotions and stuff like that but i don't know racing was just kind of different um it was i i want so badly to you know do well in it and and obviously that's any competitor um but there's such a big learning curve for for me um not coming out of really anything i did a little bit of go-kart racing before i got a sprint car but you know, I mean, it was yep. not not really that much going from nothing to a sprint car. I had a, I had a big learning curve, and that was just something I really had to understand. So, outside of the accidents, there was also just kind of that mental game with yourself. Racing is a it's it's the sport that just when you think you get it all figured out, the beast in it jumps up and smacks you upside the head, and you trash <laughs> out a car, and you're like, well, maybe I don't have it all figured out yet. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's exactly right, and that happened a few times last year. But you know, we're hoping for a, a better year this year in terms of uh, spending on damages. You know, yeah. that's yeah. That's, uh, that's a big one for us. We we definitely drained the bank accounts a little bit last year with uh, some of those things. But you know, that's uh, that's 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 what this year's for is just kind of get better and see some of those improvements, especially uh, you know placement wise. So. 
Um, question we like to ask, the, the number on your card, does it have a special meaning or is it just a number you pulled out of a hat? Uh, well, you know, to be honest with you, the 3D concept was just kind of something that sounded really good. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, my father's number was 55X and I had considered bringing that back. And at some point I probably will, uh, you know, do some specialty car or something and try to recreate one of the paint schemes that he had or something like that. Sure. You know, I think that'd be a really cool idea, but um, the 3D concept was just kind of something that I was like, hey, that sounds good. If, it, if my racing career goes somewhere, it's easy to market. You know, yep. uh, I got a lot of ideas with it. You know, it works out pretty well for me. Yeah. The businessman in you came out when you picked your number. <laughs> right, right. There you go. It's kind of like, kind of like, you know, David Gravel's got the whole DG2 thing going. I yep. got yeah. I got DG3, I guess. That's there you just go. kind of how that goes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, he's got it going, so if you can get to that point, you'll have something. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a few steps off from that, guys. We can always dream. Heck, I think thinking about winning the lottery and stuff, too, so, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, just getting back to Eagle a little bit, That the Nationals there, you know, Tobe and I have never seen that, um, but that that really must be quite something. And the only reason I'm bringing up Eagle a little bit also is I I just talked to them and they're going to be on our podcast next week. Talk about their racetrack and what they're all doing. But have you been there to see it or just heard about what it's like? I went down there uh, a couple of years ago with Michael Steen and the Steen Racing Team. Um, I was lucky enough to kind of learn from them. Michael being my uh, you know, Mr. Miyagi and, and I get to be Daniel's son here in this scenario, you know, and, and it's, and it's really worked out for us and in, in how he's been able to calm me down and keep my emotions in check. But regardless, he was able to also introduce me to Eagle and the spectacle of the Eagle nationals. And, um, I have never been so taken away by something in my life. I mean, I, I, I have not been lucky enough to witness the Knoxville nationals yet. I have not been lucky enough to witness, you know, a King's Royal or one of those spectacles of racing, but, up to this point, um, Eagle is one of the, one of the coolest things I've seen. It's a grassroots version of Knoxville. It's it's you know you don't have the you do have the high buck teams that roll in with you know the big haulers and stuff like that. But yeah. anybody anybody there has an opportunity to go win that race, and it's really just kind of about how you show up and the mentality that you have, and then obviously the pill draw that you get. But that can be you know overcame, and I've seen it be overcome. But you got guys showing up with open trailers that drive hundreds of miles to go be a part of it. And there's usually 100-plus cars there. Roger Hayden and Eagle put on a great show. The racetrack is usually something that creates awesome racing. Um, I'm happy to see that High Limit is going back to that. I want to see 410 sprint cars at Eagle again. I would love to see the Outlaws there. Um, you know, I don't know how all that stuff works in terms of, you know, why and how, but, uh, it'd be really cool. I think it's one of the best racetracks in America and I'm glad to say that the IMCA nationals are there. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, who do you have helping you on the car besides your dad? And then what are some of your sponsors? I have the, uh, steam family where we are actually, so right now, we're working out of their shop. That's kind of our headquarters okay. um, for the first couple of years of doing this stuff. We're just learning as much as we can from folks that have done it for, you know, decades. Steve Steen is a big part in our team. Um, he's taught me and my father probably more than we ever could have learned uh, over the last year and a half on our own. So um, they are a huge part in our team. Um, I honestly, I probably wouldn't be racing sprint cars if I wouldn't have met Michael Steen. Uh, we went to Arlington one night and, 
we just so happened to stumble across them and they were the first people that we talked to and i've always had a love for sprint cars but then i saw one again and i was like okay well here we go so um they've been a big help in my uh program but uh sponsor wise um i'm happy to say that i got a couple that are coming back from this last year um rachel's painting being one of them she's a, a painter out of western wisconsin over there in hudson uh, a good friend of mine we're doing some work with a non-profit as well um that's called thug life t-h-u-g life um if you look them up on facebook it's a it's a big non-profit organization that we're working with uh, i've also got farmer Brown motorsports it's on the car uh Friesen's toy box is on the car and uh apex graphics as well apex did a phenomenal job in my car this year and uh, i'll be happy to have that release video kind of come out here later this week so a um, lot of great people around me right now in, in a very early part of my sprint car career well that's that's absolutely awesome and and uh the video stuff that you're talking about when we come from back from the break, that's what we're going to talk about next. So we'll be right back with Dan. Hey, bud, tell me a little bit about TPR carts. Well, Tobe, they're out in PA, and they make the best American-made pit carts, pit boxes, and self-lifting carts. They also have a bunch of parts for you and tools. But I also saw they just started their own powder coating. So now they do all their own in-house powder coating of their carts. Plus, they're willing to powder coat your own stuff. If you've got products of your own that you want to send to them, just ship it to them. They'll powder coat it, and they'll send it right back to you. Again, this is TPR Carts at tprcarts.com, on Facebook at Tanner Phillip Racing, or just give Rich a call on his cell, 717 422 Six six again seven one seven four two two zero eight six six. All right, and we're back. So Dan, this YouTube thing you got going, this forged in dirt. How how did this all come about, or you know, how do you think about that? Well, before I was uh, sprint car racing, like I said, I was doing a little bit of go kart racing the year before. I got back into a sprint car. I decided to go turn some wrenches on a go kart and raced like half a year, pretty much. Um, and while I was doing that, I, I'm not somebody who watches Netflix or Hulu. I love to watch YouTube. And so being that that was the thing I was interested in was go-kart racing. I decided to go look up, you know, go-kart racing stuff and specifically dirt go-kart racing stuff on YouTube and found a very short supply of that. Um, and then when I got into sprint car racing, I realized that there was a very short supply of sprint car content on YouTube as well. Um, and I figured Hey, uh, I'm beginning my career. It'd probably be the best time to start a YouTube channel. Uh, if there is any type of progression, it'll be all documented and it'll be something I can go look back on. Even if it goes nowhere in terms of popularity, it's something that I can go look back on um, and, and see the progression occurring and watch myself race and see the mistakes I'm making. So, you know, it just turned out to be something that kind of worked in my favor, not to mention I've kind of always been somebody who enjoys making videos, as you can tell by how my business has come to be. Um, but it was really just something that naturally came together with the lack of content and my ability to make videos. So it's cool to, like I say, go back and look at some of the stuff I was doing a couple of years ago with go-karts. And now here we are getting ready for year two of sprint cars. And we've got two cars built up and two other chassis that are sitting there ready to, ready to go in, in, a need of course yeah um but it's just it's it's a really cool thing for me to kind of document all of it not to mention i've been able to bring some light to my sponsors in a different regard um and provide some new marketing opportunities for people uh whether it be you know just putting their 
uh, you know, logos in a video or talking about them directly or having videos be quote sponsored by, um, you know, people that are on the car. It really is just another way to kind of provide a megaphone for my sponsors. And it's all worked out pretty well for me up, up to now. Yeah. And then forged in dirt. I mean, it's, it's about the perfect title that you came up with it. Cause basically you're, you're forging your career. They're watching you be made into a race car driver more or less. Cause you jumped in with no experience in sprint cars and now you're running them. Um, right. so how many, how many people, how many followers do you have by now? And, and how is it going overall? I mean, is it going as good as you had hoped or? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of doing this all on my lonesome. Um, like if you look at hunt the front, uh, that's a family of guys that are all creating content together. Um, like Tanner Holmes has got his kind of family around him. Not that I don't, of course, I've got a wonderful crew around me, but they're just not very involved in the actual production of the videos. So, you know, in, in terms of what I've been able to do, and especially in terms of my distance from my cars, like I live two hours away from, from my cars. So my ability to make content is when I go out there on the weekends. Um, now, obviously I have the ability, you know, moving back to Matanki shortly, I'll have the ability to be out there a lot more. But up to now, I think this is probably the best it's gone. I've got um, a little over 1.1 thousand subscribers on YouTube. I've got a little over 3,000 followers on TikTok, um, Facebook, and all that stuff kind of combined. I've got a little over 1,000 there as well. So, you know, things are starting to pick up a little bit, but I think this is kind of going to be the year where some of that hard work is going to start to come to fruition. I've got a lot of camera equipment that's going to provide, you know, really solid you know, high quality video content, drones and cameras and gimbals and microphones and all the stuff that you would need. Not to mention, I'll have some help. Uh, it's pretty tough to record yourself while driving a race car. Um, <laughs> you know, they talk, they talk about not driving and being on your cell phone. Well, definitely not racing and being on your cell phone. You know, that doesn't really work that well. Yeah. Um, so I've got some great help coming to me in, in one, my girlfriend who's moving up here from Ohio. Uh, and to a, a good friend of mine, Connor Germain, he'll be uh, out there doing some recording of me as well. So that's going to really add another level to the content uh, this year. And I'm hoping to see some expansion because of that. Yeah, I would say holding the camera and driving the race car, two extra chassis might not be enough for the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right, especially especially at Houston's, man. I mean, Houston's even just driving with two hands is sometimes scary, but driving with one, oh boy. Yeah, yeah no kidding, no kidding. <laughs> so... so so how how long does it take you know to make a video that you're doing? Um, you know, I we've had several people ask us. You know, you guys should change it. You know, podcast is great, but we'd rather watch you on YouTube. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> nobody really wants to see Tob and I. But um, <laughs> you know, I I just think that would add a lot of extra effort on my part. I mean, the podcast. I'm not going to lie. We pretty much run it the way it is and we don't cut. We just, this is how it's going to be. We're, we're pretty low budget. So how much, how much time does it take you? Well, in this time of year, um, the, you know, effort sometimes can be sort of minimal. It's just kind of go out there and shoot some clips, put that stuff all into a video. And because of the fact that I do video production for now a living, um, you know, I can edit videos pretty quick. When it comes to a race vlog where I will have video from two different cameras, GoPros, drone footage, all that stuff, combine it all together, have you know specific edits and have all the music and all that stuff be intertwined and proper transitions and all of that stuff, you know, it can take upwards of, of a day or, you know, 
that being 12 hours now of just straight editing and you'll have a video done. Um, and that doesn't have to be that way. Of course, I put a lot of extra effort into my videos that aren't required to post a podcast, for example. Um, but you know, for me, um, there's a lot of other content as well that goes into it, especially this year, there's going to be a lot of video updates on social media, you know, reels and TikToks and stuff. Um, kind of some, some Tom Brady esque type of, uh, content. If any of the listeners follow him on Instagram, I'm sure they know what I'm talking about, but, um, you know, just some really cool video production stuff. So there'll be a lot more effort in that this year. But if you guys did some stuff on YouTube, we would love to see your, your beautiful faces and love to see <laughs> some of the, some of the other guys on there, you know, some, uh, some of the guests and stuff. Yeah. I'm just hoping everything you were talking about there, but understood. Cause I don't know, you know, that YouTube way beyond my capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So what what do you feel is is like the best video you've made so far? Is there one that really stands out as something that you think, God, I'm really I'm really proud of that one or people, you know, listening to the show, if they're gonna look up Forged in Dirt, is there one video that would get them hooked on you? Uh I think I've got a couple that stand out. Um the first one that I would recommend is the one on Eagle. I have one specifically on the Eagle Nationals from the year that I went there with Michael Steen. I think it's got almost 7,000 views on, on YouTube. That one's doing very well still. Uh, and then any of my latest videos, I mean, any of the ones that I've uploaded here over the last couple of months are ones that I really feel are starting to shine. My production is getting a lot better. Um, you know, I've got a lot of uh, different transition type of things and, you know, a lot of cool stuff being added to the video, drone shots and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think if you go check out the channel, you'll definitely find some videos that you like. And uh, you definitely hit the subscribe button when you're there. I, I personally kind of like the bloopers at the end of the last one. <laughs> <laughs> so far, that's been a big hit. And I'm, uh, I'm happy to see that because I'm happy to put in all the parts where I mess up because it happens a lot more than you think. <laughs> That's the benefit of I, editing. Tom and I have no idea what you're talking about. No, we've never screwed it up. <laughs> oh, I believe that. Yeah, no, exactly. I believe that. You got something. We buy that. We got some other shit we'll sell you, too. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, so we don't keep you all night. Let's get into these speed questions, we call them. Um, okay. What's your awesome. favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh, um, mint chip. God, oh, that's dang. getting popular, and I've never ate it. I may have to try some. I might have to try it. I don't know. I may have to try it just once. It's um, really good. Cat or a dog person? Cats. I got two of them sitting right at my feet right now. <laughs> Do you have any hobbies outside of racing? Uh, uh, video production, obviously. I guess that's my hobby. Or that, that's not a hobby. That's my job. Let's go with working out. Okay. Do you have a favorite movie? Sounds like you and me. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, this one I've been thinking about the whole time. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Step Brothers, Mark Wahlberg, uh, and Will Ferrell. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, this probably ain't a good question to ask this year, but um, you a snow or a rain guy? Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I do a lot of shooting of snowmobiles, so for the sake of the people that I do snowmobile shoots for, I'm gonna say snow. There, there you go. go. That works. Yeah. Um, if you were going to be stranded on an island, what album or type of music would you have to take along? Oh, boy. Man, I'm going to go with... Oh, boy. That's probably the toughest question you've asked so far. 
Um, I'm gonna have to if we're gonna if we're gonna type of music, I'm gonna say some soul music from around the seventies and eighties. Okay. There you go. That might be a first. That could be. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have a favorite place to go out to eat? Texas Roadhouse. There you go, the buns. The buns, terrible. The Can't buns. eat my meal yeah. when the buns come. The buns are done. <laughs> you, were, you were reading my mind right there. Uh, do you have a favorite holiday? Ooh, 4th of July. God bless America. Um, outside of YouTube, what app on your phone do you use the most? Probably Snapchat to talk to my girlfriend or TikTok to waste time. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, how many speeding tickets have you gotten over the years? Since I got my license at 16, I've gotten three. That's not bad at all. Hey, man, that's what I got too, but I'm older maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 10 years. I'm pulling up on 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's the fastest you've ever driven on the highway? Or, oh, or in a car with somebody that was going really fast. Well, I was in a, my buddy's BMW uh, in high school. We hit 135, I can tell you that. That's... He's not going to be too happy to hear that, that I told you guys that, but that's okay. That's just a buddy. <laughs> we don't know which one it is, so he's safe. Exactly. That's exactly. right. As long, that's as, right. as long as his folks it's don't little, find out who his buddy was. that yeah. it's a BMW, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> not too many high school kids have bmws um, no yeah that's for sure yep. <laughs> um what's your favorite drink of choice i'm gonna go with a nos energy drink because they sponsor the nos energy drinks for car series there you go certain flavor or you like them all i love the purple the grape one those are fantastic i love having one of those in the morning as weird as that sounds yep get your day started Tobe needs those every monday um, <laughs> starting here right shortly. <laughs> if if money was no object, you had just won the lottery. Is there a car, a pickup, or anything that you've ever dreamed of owning? Uh, a toter home. Toter home. There yep. you go. First thing I'm doing is going buy a toter home and then the trailer to match. But that's not that's I guess that's part of the vehicle. <laughs> yep, yep. that's all go. one unit. There you we'll go. count exactly. that as one unit. Perfect. Perfect. Well. That's that's all we have, Dan. I don't know if there's anything else you want to mention before we let you go, but we really appreciate you coming on. We wish you the best. Um, we hope the YouTube channel blows up. If it does, then we're going to have to be a part of it somehow. <laughs> absolutely. Ab- absolutely. You 100% will. Uh, I really appreciate what you guys are doing for all of us drivers around here, You know, giving some guys a platform to you know, speak on and, and doing a lot for the sport up here and, and just across the country. If you ask me, I think your co- your podcast is, sp- is spreading a lot more than you may think. Um, so thank you again for everything you guys do. All right. Oh, thank Sounds you. Sounds great. Have a great night. Thank you. Hey, Toe, you know, every once in a while, I want to go to Knoxville or Pella and I have troubles finding a place to stay. Do you have any good ideas of where a guy could stay? Heck, I'd try the turn two lodge, bud. It's the house right north of the track. I think you can probably hear the races. You ain't have to leave till the races start. Walk down. If you're in the area, whatever, visiting anything, I'd check out the Turn 2 Lodge. Find it on the Airbnb. Hey, Tolb. He does a good job. Yeah, it kid. You know what I got out of this? I think he was a quarterback. Yep. Right? He was. Did you get that? I caught that, yep. When he was, he said something about being a quarterback, he was. I should have asked him if he was any good. Well, Sounds I, like he likes We'll run into him this weekend. Or not this weekend, this summer. This summer. Well, we were so good at saying what we're thinking. <laughs> God, all Friday, man. Hey, it's late. You know, it's like 6.30. 
<laughs> what are we going to do when we get done with the next two? I don't know. Stick around. Listen to Darren Pittman's later tonight. If yeah, you, you, yeah, we'll but, go from there and see how bad we can talk then. But, you know, I, he's he's got one motor in. He wants to have two cars fully ready to go. Got two um, spare chassis. Sounds you know, like he's he's ready to go for the year, second year out. Now we know why he does YouTube though. He's yep. he does the video stuff. Yeah. So he has he all the stuff. He has He knows what he's doing better than it, you and me. <laughs> way better. And you know, he's it sounds like it's gonna get really detailed this year with yep. in the car stuff and you know Some of them different ones I've watched over the years, his and other people's, you know, some of that in car stuff. I watched one while back, I can't remember if it was T-Mez or who it was, but they had a split screen and they had one picture of the track and one of his feet. Feet. And I thought that was really cool if you're into the racing enough to, to see, see how, how the feet are working with where he's at in the track. And that interested me. Yeah, so absolutely. A little insight for you, Dan. Throw one of them out there sometime. <laughs> but again, we can't thank him enough for coming on the show. I kind of had to tweak some guys around time-wise and stuff tonight. And uh, he was more than willing for whatever. So I really appreciate that from Dan. And we, we wish him nothing but the best. Yep, So absolutely. All right.